Good morning. It's good to have you here on the first Sunday in October. Um, just a couple of announcements. Um, there is Trunk or Treat uh, that we'll be hosting on October 28th from 6 to 8. And so there's a sign-up sheet um, out in the, the narthex. Um, and um, shoebox. Can't believe shoebox season is already upon us. So, uh, as we normally do, we we uh, do a shoebox for either a boy or a girl, uh, and it's a chance to reach people for Christ. And so, between now and November seventh, um, take one of the shoeboxes, fill it up, and bring it back. Uh, and if you have questions, uh, contact Gloria. Uh, we have some changes in going on uh, this week. Well, first of all, our Bible study will now be tonight. Uh, we're meeting tonight at 6.30. And prayer meeting, we'll have our first prayer meeting on Wednesday. Uh, and we'll do some setup. Um, and so come and uh, be a part of those things going on. Any other announcements that you have? Yes. So you just you just decorate your trunk, and then kids. Last year we had ninety kids come, so but we only had three cars. So what we what would be nice is, would be as if we would have more cars, and then you sit there and ha- hand out candy. And we sometimes have people donate candy, and you don't even have to bring your own candy to donate. But and then we give um, information about our church in the candy, so they, maybe some kids will start to come to church. But it's an outreach, and so it, and it's it, sometimes it's chilly, so dress warm. But um, get as creative as you want, or if you, just bring a lawn chair and sit by your car and, and hand out candy. But more the more the merrier. It makes it more festive for the kids. And so uh, on that, uh, if you can't make it, bring candy. Now I will be the one uh, supervising the candy drop off here. Uh, so uh, any chocolate, Snicker bars. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, anything like that, okay. But yeah, if you if you can't be there, uh, please donate some candy uh, so that we can have plenty. And we do go through a tremendous amount of candy. Uh, the kids, uh, it, it's just great. We did have a lot of kids last year, and so um, we'll, we're going to advertise it on the sign and go from there. Any other announcements that you have? Um, so. Before I get started, um, how many know that it's October? Just want to make sure. And what's the biggest thing that happens in this season? It's called pumpkin spice. And it seems like it's everywhere. And so in that tradition, I talked to Sam. Uh, Sam, where are you? 
Okay, Sam. Uh, and he decided to put pumpkin spice in the wafers that we have for communion. So thank you for, I'm just kidding. They, no, they, I, so um, we, we, we get into this mode of what we have to do uh, for October, and we get excited, and that's a good thing. But today, I was reminded um, in our Sunday school lesson of, are we excited now, coming in to church? Are, are we, do we have a heart of thanksgiving? Do we have joy? And so, as, as we go through the service, are you going to be excited about what's going on? Are you going to share that in song? Are you going to share that in prayer? Are you going to share that in your attitude? That's the important part of being here. Because we get to come to worship. So, would you please stand as I lead the call to worship This is from Matthew chapter 20, uh, starting with the 25th verse. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over the people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Amen. Good morning. So if you were here last week, we did this song last week. Hopefully it's all fresh in your minds, but I'm under the understanding that uh, what we were singing up here last week didn't quite match what was up on the screen. So a lot of you may have been standing there with confused looks on your faces and in silence. But I think we got it straightened out this week. So sing along with us.
you to our praise team uh, and to our band, our uh, orchestra over here. The, the new name I heard today was Charlie's Angels, um, so I don't know if that's going to stick or not. You, you th- Gary, you think it's going to stick? No, not. I, okay, I, I'm just going to take that as a no. Okay. As we come to this time of prayer and praise. Um, There's a tremendous amount of things that are going on in our world that we need to be aware of um, and wondering, okay, God, do you understand what's going on? Do Do you feel, Lord, what's going on? And the Lord always comes back and says, yes, I've seen this throughout history. I've seen this in scripture. But he said, and he always comes back and says, but understand that I'm always here and that I have a plan and it's good. And so when we come to this time of prayer and praise, we need to keep that in mind that the Lord is good. And so are there prayer concerns or praises that you would like to share today? If so, raise your hand and we'll have someone uh, come around and ring the mic. Okay, Amy. Whoop, there you go. Um, a little backstory back before COVID happened. Um, Rob Valentine had been working with the kids at the middle school, and they had started a student-led Bible club, and he was in helping out. And he brought me in as, as helping out with that as well. And, of course, with COVID, everything stopped. And last year, even though we were back in school, there was no clubs or activities or anything. And um, maybe six weeks ago, one of the teachers at the school reached out to me saying, hey, clubs are starting out again. I'd really love to see Bible club come back again. Are you willing to help? Can you come back and do it? Um, and so I said, yes, if I get a helper and then 
we got Charles out of bed at 7 o'clock in the morning and Friday, so he came and was helping with Bible Club. But just pray, since it's almost like starting over again, that we have kids that will come and kids that will be interested and just the opportunity that we have to maybe touch and to witness to some of those kids in the middle school um, that just, it, we, it starts back up again. And we have, we have maybe 15 kids coming on a regular basis before COVID happened, um, which doesn't sound like much, but 15 t- preteens and teenagers coming out at seven o'clock in the morning on a Friday to talk about the Bible was pretty cool. Um, so like I said, just prayers that we, that we can spark the interest and, and start building that program back up again. Yeah, and one of the, the things that, that Amy and I are trying to do is that it may take a long time uh, to get this started. Okay, then it takes a long time because it does take a long time. We can't just immediately say, hey, we're, we only had one, you know, it, it takes time. And so pray for us as, as we are, are leading that. And, uh, and it's going to be student-led, uh, and we're just there just to, to guide. So, Jenny? Great, because Shello had asked me to pass along this request and update, which I sent out on the prayer chain, but he also wanted it announced today that he's doing well. Um, he still needs some help to climb the stairs, but his knee surgery went well, and he's recovering, and that his uh, wife, Chris, also is doing well, but is still without vision in the one eye, but probably will regain it maybe around December, January, as the healing process continues. So just keep both of them for healing in your prayers. Oh, and married 38 years. Married 38 <laughs> years. Okay, happy anniversary to Greg and, and to Chris, and we will certainly pray for, for continued healing uh, for both. Uh, we also want to uh, let you know that Joanne uh, Swinehart's surgery went well, and so just keep her in prayer um, as she continues to, to heal. And if you wanted to know where my wife is, the good news is, is that she is here and she's taking a turn into the nursery. So trying to get her <clears throat> getting used to being around kids. And so <clears throat> she's, she's doing, she's doing better. Uh, any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? Oh, right there. I think we need to keep Donna Rogers in our prayers. Uh, She has eye problems as well. And I think that it's very depressing for her because it affects her driving. Plus, um, she's going to have to get shots in her eyes. And it's kind of nerve-wracking. So we just need to uplift her in prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to remember also our shut-ins uh, that are there, and so let's, let's remember them. Um, Andrew is having a procedure on Friday, so just prayers that everything goes well and he heals pretty quickly. Okay, we will pray for, for Andrew. Any others? Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we come into your gates with thanksgiving. Our hearts are full of joy. Even in the midst of things that are going on in this world, Lord, it is that joy that keeps us going, that sense of hope, your love, that incredible love that you gave to us, that incredible love 
where you took your son whom you loved and let him be a sacrifice for all. Our sins are now forgiven and we have a new relationship with you. We are now not your enemies, but we are your sons and daughters. Christ said that now we can call you Abba, Father. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for the relationship that we have with you. Lord, let us have that joy, not just at this moment, but every single day. The joy that reminds us of who we are. The love that you've given to us. And that love that we get to share with others. So Lord, we praise you. We lift up those that are hurting. We, are pray, we pray for those that are struggling. We pray for those that are, are depressed. We pray for those who are seeking. We're praying for those who are asking. We pray for those that are knocking that they would find you, that they would find healing and that they would find peace. And Lord, we praise you. We praise you for the times that we have with you. We thank you for the blessings that you've given to us each and every day. And it's not because we deserve it, it's because of your great love for us. So Lord, hear our prayers. Hear our praises. Hear those things that are in the silence of our hearts. Lord, we cry out to you. So Lord, hear us now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Our scripture is a rather long one today. So it starts with Matthew at verse 20, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them the normal daily wage, and he sent them out to work. At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard. At noon and again at three o'clock, he did the same thing. At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw more people standing around. And he asked them, why haven't you been working today? And they replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those who were hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those he hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. These people worked only one hour, and yet you paid them just as much as you paid us, who worked all day in the scorching heat. And he answered one of them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay the last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my own money? Should you be jealous because I'm kind to others? So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. And then picking up at verse 25. But Jesus called them together and said, You know the rulers in this world lord it over them, over the people. Officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be the leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life a ransom for many. May God add his blessings to this reading. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, guide my words and open our hearts to your message so that it will strengthen us for the days ahead. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. It's interesting, you, being a day um, worker, you have to look for a job. And in those days, they, there wasn't anything of welfare, there wasn't unemployment checks. That basically, you had to work every day. And so you would go out and there would be a place where those who needed workers would go and they would ask, are you ready to work? Are you ready to work? And usually it's that very first day, and usually if you're running late or you're behind, usually work's already given out and you're just there 
and you have to wait the next day. And it was very hard because if you did not work, you didn't eat. You didn't provide for your, your family. And so these workers are working. <clears throat> They've agreed to go into the vineyard and working for a day's wage. Now, how would you feel if you were one of those workers who had worked all day and then you see people who were only there for half a day or even an hour and they're getting paid the same as what the ones who worked all day? You would be kind of like them. You would be upset. Well, one of the things that we're talking about today is the upside-down kingdom. It kind of fits into our theme from the last four weeks of truth over trends, but it also talks about today with communion. We're looking at a world that's different. How many of you have seen the Disney um, movie Alice in Wonderland, the, the cartoon version? Did it make any sense to you at all? I mean, I remember watching it with my children. I remember watching it uh, as a child. And to this day, I have no idea what was going on. It didn't make any sense. But in that movie, everything was upside down. Gravity didn't mean anything. Time didn't mean anything. Everything was different. And it's kind of like us. When we've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, our world becomes upside down because we no longer follow the world. We have to follow the kingdom. And it doesn't make sense at times. This is what the workers were having a problem with. They wanted to be treated equally. They wanted the same as the other person. They wanted the same thing. Well, Jesus is actually giving us the same thing. Did you know that my salvation and your salvation are the same? Did you know that my reward in heaven is the same as your reward in heaven? It's the eternal life. It's the same. There are not more that are saved than others. There's this fairness. And it, and it drives people sometimes crazy. Because God has this incredible love. Remember the prodigal son? He comes back home, and what did the older brother do? He was indignant. He was upset because how dare the father share his happiness and joy for this son who's lost. And his father said, but he's home. You've always been here. You're getting your reward. Shouldn't we celebrate the one who was lost and is now found. The Jewish religious leaders also hated the fact that Jesus was giving his blessings to the undeserving. And now Jesus is sharing the same principle. It doesn't matter how long you've worked. It doesn't matter how long you've gone to church. Maybe you were raised in the church like I was. 
Or maybe you just started coming in your later years. It does not matter how long you have served God. What matters is did you know Christ as Savior? Because it's the same thing. It's the same reward. It's eternal life. I don't get more eternal life than you. It's all the same because of his love. And when we add that into our lives, if we add that God loves us, then something changes in you. It has to change. Ron Lutz in his class today was talking about joy. Do you have joy in your heart? Not happy, joy. And so, Ron, I'm going to ask you a question. Now, you're getting ready for this. Now, can you have joy in your heart and just sit there and not, you're not raising your hands and you can just look as you're looking now? You're, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have to be smiling all the time to have joy in your heart? No. Do you have to sing louder than anyone else to have joy in your heart? No. So to have joy in your heart, you have to have a right relationship with God. How hard it was for the disciples to hear this. They'd been following The Lord, and one of the things I left out in Matthew is that Jesus has actually told them, I'm going to Jerusalem. The Son of Man is going, and he will be crucified. In fact, he says these words. He says, listen, in verse 18, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priest and teachers of the law They will sentence him to die. And then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, crucified. But on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. Now they heard this. They heard this. But the world, they were seeing the world through the eyes of humans, of the world. Because as soon as Jesus said that, then the mother of James and John came up and said, um, I have a favor. Could you put my sons on your left or your right side? Again, in order to be important, they were thinking, I have to be kind of in the inner circle. I have to be a part of something wonderful And Jesus just said to them, you don't even know what you're asking, but you are going to drink from the cup of suffering that I'm drinking from. And they did. In history, we know that James was martyred and John was exiled to Patmos. In fact, he he could not leave there. And the other ten disciples were upset because they wanted to sit on the right or the left of Jesus. And Jesus finally says in 25, 
He calls them together. You know that the rulers of this world lord it over the people. And officials flaunt their authority um, over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Upside down. The Messiah for them was to come in as a leader, as a king, and to get rid of the Roman Empire and to serve. And we, as the Israelites would say, we will be good and caring because we've always done that. And we know that that was a lie. Jesus had to come to die, and he told them. Not only was he to die, but to be raised from the dead on the third day. And so when we come to this time of communion, we have to be thinking, okay, am I in a right relationship with God? Do I have the joy in my heart? And sometimes we feel that we're not worthy to come before the table. And you know what? You're right. You are not worthy. I am not worthy. But because of this wonderful love that Jesus, through his laying down his life, we are now made worthy through him. Not because of anything that we've done. It's all what he's done. And so instead of exalting ourselves, we need to be exalting Christ to praise him. Stuart K. Weber, in his commentary on Matthew, says this, Out of the trauma of betrayal, the humiliation of trial, the pain of beatings, and the terror of the crucifixion, Jesus marched with determination toward his father's intentions. What looked like a terrible trip to death was actually a magnificent climb to the peak of God's intention. In perfect faithfulness and obedience, Jesus walked down the lonely road toward death, only to emerge on the other side victoriously. When we come to celebrate communion, we lay it all at Jesus' feet. It's no longer about us. We ask for forgiveness, and we ask for the forgiveness of others, and then we come here to be made right. And during this time of communion, we're going to have two, two sides to come on. And I know you have, a, you have a favorite way to do communion. And it's probably different how we're going to do it today. And, and know that I, I've, I've, I've heard, but here's the thing. It's not about how I want to do communion or how you want to do communion. It's about the process of coming. And so as we're coming <clears throat> down, um, 
Deb and I are going to be on this side. I'll be holding bread. Deb's going to be holding the juice, and then you would put your empty glass here. Sounds simple, doesn't it? On this side, Sam's going to be giving the bread here. Brent will be giving the juice, and you would put your cup here. Now, this side would come this over here. That side, you're going over here, and you're going to go down the, this, this aisle here and then return to your, to your seat through the middle. If you can't be, uh, if you have um, an ailment where you cannot come, uh, Deb and I will come serve you after we've served everyone else. Uh, I will serve first those who are helping, and then uh, I will serve um, the orchestra over here. And it sounds really easy. It sounds very simple. We just come up and we do it. But there's something more that you have to do. Is your heart right to receive this? This is not just something we do just to make ourselves feel good. We're actually remembering the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ at that last supper. When he takes the bread and he blessed it and he gave it to his disciples and said... Take and eat. This is my body which has been broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when he, the meal was over, he took the cup and he blessed it and he said, This is my blood which has been poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. So when we're coming, it's not just something to do. You have to be in the right frame of mind. Where's your heart today? So I want you to take time to pray. We're not, usually we would have ushers to tell you when to come. But I want you to be in prayer where you're sitting. And when you're ready, when you are ready, come. And maybe you're saying, I'm not ready. But here's the thing. Even if you're not ready, Jesus knows your heart. Maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm still angry about something. Well, then give it to the Lord and be blessed. Um, I'm going to ask Arvel, because Arvel's always honest with me. Arvel, am I perfect? No. What about just a little bit? No. no. Ron, I wasn't asking you. You've already had a turn. So even if I come up and I take it, I'm not perfect. And I struggle with things. But I give it back to the Lord. I give it to the Lord as I'm giving this on this day. This is not about me. It's not about my relationship as much as it, what is it with you? Are you, what's your relationship like? This is between you and God. So as you're you're getting into this time of prayer, I'm going um, to ask those that are helping today if you will come up and I will serve you. Uh, I will serve uh, those who are working on the soundboard. um, And then I will come over and serve you guys. And then at that point, when you're ready, and we have set up, then come. And give to the Lord your heart. 
because he's already given you his son. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, through the bread and the juice, Lord, we ask your blessings upon these elements. It is not for nourishment for the body, it is the nourishment for the soul. So as we take this, we ask for the forgiveness of our sins and the forgiveness of sins of others. And on this day, we praise you for all things. Amen. Well, those who are helping, will you please come at this time?
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for revealing your Son to us, for the bread and for the juice. Lord, it reminds us of your sacrifice. It reminds us that your body was broken and your blood was shed. So Lord, as we partake of this and as we leave today, we are made new again. Guide us through the power of the Holy Spirit so we may tell others of your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Amen? Amen. Amen? May that amen be in your hearts so that it would be forever and ever and to share that with others. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.